brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we continue the celebration of Pokemon's 25th anniversary. And I got Brandon and Brian here. We're going to talk about Pokemon Generation 7. That is the Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon games. It's going to be a tough one, but we're going to get through it and have some fun. I'm pretty excited. But before we get into that, be sure to follow us on Instagram and other social media at It Just Works Podcast. Once again, at It Just Works Podcast. Pay attention to the polls, questionnaires. I do on there. So Food Wars is back. It's great. I love it. Some people have some questionable answers. You know, the Burger King people. Uh, I really, really question you. Uh, but yeah, you're welcome to DM me on there as well. If you have any topic suggestions, questions or concerns. And uh, that's enough for me. So let's go ahead and cue that intro. Just worst podcast. We're gonna go ahead and talk about some Pokemon. But before we get into that, I forgot to say in the intro, let people know about this show. If you love them, you hate them, you really can't stand them, well, tell them to listen to it just works podcast because I don't really care about how you feel about them. Brian and Brandon is back today. Oh my god, it's it's so good to have you guys back. I feel like it's been forever. Uh, I can't even remember the last time, but Brian, how how you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm glad to talk about Pokemon. Let's see. Wait, I want to see what you guys think about Gen 7, so I'm excited. I always like talking to you guys about it, so let's go. And be sure to be sure to follow Brian on Instagram at Another Vinyl Page. Once again, that's at Another Vinyl Page. Brandon, you're also back. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Um, you know, I had that kind of thought today while going through, you know, my Friday at work, and I was like, when was the last time we did this podcast? And it's been about a month, and it feels like forever, so happy to be back. But love is an open door. Just remember, guys. <laughs> it's great to have you guys back. Yeah, uh, we're closing out the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. We have one more month left, and it, it's kind of sad. And uh, it's a I don't celebration. Really know how to feel about it? It truly is a celebration, bitches. <laughs> 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 that was cold blooded, cold blooded. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Dave Chappelle. God bless him. Um, yeah, you know, it's been kind of crazy. You know, we've been going over the generations and kind of reminiscing about, you know, our experiences at the time and how we feel about them today. And I think it's been pretty dope because our our uh, opinions are pretty different in some aspects. And so it's really cool to hear what you guys have to say. As Brian said himself, I'm pretty excited to 
kind of see your guys' thoughts on Generation 7 as for some people it's fun. For me, it's uh, cool, but kind of a letdown. And so I kind of want to get into that. Uh, you know, what is your guys' thoughts on the games when they were announced? You know, it was kind of something different. We're still on the X and Y generation in the sense that, you know, Brian said in past episodes, they're using the same 3D models. The graphics don't look that different. This one's still on the Nintendo 3DS. Um, yeah. Uh, Brandon, what were your, like, what were your thoughts when you saw this game announced? You know, honestly, at first I was excited. I was still pretty, I was still pretty high off of um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. You know, I was really stoked about those. I, I enjoyed them a lot. Um, I liked how it was going to a tropical locale. So it again, reminded me of Hoenn, you know, a lot more, a lot more ocean, a lot more beaches, you know, that kind of vibe rather than like an inland type thing and um yeah i thought i was i was i was stoked i was okay <laughs> well it's like it's like how do you top omega ruby and alpha sapphire i mean i know the remakes but they were solid fucking remakes some of yeah. the best we've had since heart gold and Soul silver in terms of games so. and I, I use this phrase a lot but cautiously optimistic yeah, all these um, series about everything okay. after gen 5 i'm just like yeah we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see. you know We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, like the first impressions are always like, "Hey, that's cool." Well, we're gonna find out. (laughs) That's cool, but I'll have to see for myself. Brian, what were your thoughts when these games were announced and you saw like the first trailers? Oh man, when I saw the first trailer announcement, I remember being a little underwhelmed. Um, Each time we go into the new generation, it seems like base gameplay is always pretty much the same in Pokemon. It always has been. Yeah. But uh, at least design-wise or graphically, there's always semi a big jump, I guess. Or yeah, like tell. improvements. This yeah. one just looks slightly different than X and Y to me, and I I was just a little worried that it wasn't gonna live up. It didn't look like it was gonna be my favorite generation already, just from the first trailer. So, like Brandon said, I was cautiously optimistic, but like also like Brandon said, the locale was cool and. Every time there's a new generation, I don't care. I'm always excited. I can't help that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, no matter what, when there's a new generation, you're you know you're pretty excited about it, and always looking forward to see what they do with it. But it's like, I mean, how many times are going to be let down by the lack of um, mechanics that they added in previous games, but they take out in the new ones? And I think Sun and Moon's pretty big on that, um, with the fact that like, so when the game came out, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Someone found in the code that they meant to have Pokemon follow you, but they never like put it in the game. Oh, like, wow. there's yeah, there's so? really, huh? Really? Oh, I thought you said how is that so? I was like, motherfucker. I said, is that so? But uh, <laughs> please explain. <laughs> well, no, it's just like someone data mined it and they found the coding for uh, Pokemon to follow you, and it was like a bubble source sprite or something like that, and they just never put it in. And you know, I think. Uh, you know, I think the games are cool. I like what they did with like the HMs. So they had like Charizard flew you around uh, Tauros. You know, you rode on Tauros around the map and it was actually a fast way to uh, hatch eggs. Um, and I think you had uh, Lapras for surf. Like they just made, I think it was Lapras, right? They made them. I think so. They made them relatively like iconic Pokemon. Oh, yeah, from Machamp too. Yeah. Gen 1, you Machamp, um, Charizard. Oh, yeah obviously to oh, yeah. f- fulfill the role of hm so 
and that's another thing we'll kind of touch on is there was a lot of uh there's a lot of gen one love which what's that brandon oh i just um i just can't take it no mo that was supposed to be a play on canto but um no i digress no one, no one likes gen yeah there's way too much gen one love sometimes but i mean of Thank course you. they're gonna do that until pokemon's never gonna end but they're gonna do that always that's always gonna be a thing I do think it's time for another generation to get a lot more love. Definitely two and three, but uh, yeah. hopefully, um, you know, Legends Arceus is kind of all over the place right now. A lot of Pokemon are getting love in different areas, um, so we'll have to see what happens. But what did you guys think of? Speaking of, you know, Gen One love, what did you guys think of the Alolan forms? So you have Meowth and Radicate. You have uh, Executor. You have a. Uh, uh, the whole Geodude line. You have Nine Tails and Vulpix. Uh, yeah. Anyone else I'm missing? Yeah. Um, um, you got Alolan Raichu, which plays into oh, the Alolan surfer Raichu. motif of you know being in the Hawaiian Hawaii. Islands. Yeah. Uh, did Maybe you mention Marowak? Marowak yeah. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Mar- that actually made Marowak pretty pretty competitive. So that was really cool yeah. to see, like Pokemon that didn't have competitive viability or any use whatsoever. I love Cubone and Marowak. I really do. But I mean, Fire Ghost is pretty fucking sick. So um, seeing that, uh, of course, Alolan Executor. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, I did. You did? Did you get Diglett and Dugtrio? Oh, di- oh God. Well, God, I hate that shit. Yeah, I'm not big well, on those either. Little Mbop? Little Hanson Brothers? Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else did we miss? I feel like we're missing maybe one more. Or? Did you get Muck? So Radic- oh, yeah. Dude, I thought Logan Muck was dope. Ratata, Alolan Muck was super sick, especially like considering it's it's kind of like the Galarian Corsola effect, where it's like the multicolor of oil and like pollutants in the water reflect in in Muck. Oh, I thought yeah. that was really cool. One of my favorite memories with this generation in general was when I had my Muck trained pretty well, and I remember just trolling Ryan and battling him, and just eventually he countered me, but I just remember messing with him for a while and using evasiveness moves, and just it was fun. Yeah, it was pretty great. He was using Minimize a lot, and then I put oh out uh, Ferrothorn, and then won the match with basically Ferrothorn. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, though, Brian. No, he's right. That uh, His muck went to town. I yeah, thought but, I did beat you for, like, a week, and then, like, a week later, like, you came prepared and then just like stomped me. Yeah, with Scarmory and Ferrothorn. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you literally were like, I fucking hate this. Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm pretty sure we never battled on those games. Yeah, after that. we were good after that. <laughs> you're like, all right, I had my fun. You had your fun. We're gonna call it a day. You know, I thought, uh, you know, Brandon to speak to the TCG uh, low and nine tails on her debut in the cards with the e, um, was it GX? Oh yeah. Uh, Dude, she was insane. Like, so good. The card was just, man, what a destructive card she was. And, yeah. you know, tapped it was, in with a Tapu Lele GX, so. Uh, yeah, we'll touch on it later, but the TCG played into our hearts very well uh, with this generation of Sun and Moon. It was uh, it was crazy seeing uh, the turnout for for the trading card game. It was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun. We'll get yeah, you know, like the generation isn't all doom and gloom or anything, but uh, I'm curious, what was the first game you guys bought? You know, we always choose a different version, um, and I want to know why. So, like, I chose Sun because I just thought Sogaleo was, like, a really cool idea of, for a legendary. I thought he would have ended up a fire type, 
but that didn't happen. But uh, Brian, what was your first version for this? He generation? wasn't a fire type. Why do I remember him being one too? He's just steel type. He's just straight. Steel. No, uh, Sun was my favorite, and it was solely because of Sogali or however you say his name. And I think another reason was one of the exclusives. It might have been Sandshrew. I think Sandshrew was in Sun, and then Volpix was in Moon. Oh yeah, low in Sandshrew. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, those were like the two like most notable like Alolan form. So that really swayed my decision to get Sun. No, uh, I hear you, man. Um, so yeah, we basically named them all. I'm just double checking right now. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that was basically my decision too. Is obviously the version exclusives and just the legendary. But uh, Brandon, what was your uh, first game? Uh, my first pick was Sun. I really liked Solgaleo, and at the time, um, the person I no longer associated with uh, picked Moon. So obviously, the opposites got to do that right. for the trading. So I mean, it fit. It fit really well. But I mean, Solgaleo for a box legendary was really cool. I mean, we had a lion motif Pokemon in um, Litleo and Pyro. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Pokemon. Yeah. So like we had our lion kind of thing, but this dude was like a lion. It was pretty sick. So yeah, I'm really happy. I picked a Solgaleo. So I have it down farther in our notes, but this is usually where we talk about it. And so I kind of want to talk to you guys about like the starters and the um, the overall Pokedex of the game. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and get started with the starters. Uh, honestly, I know Rowlet's like dope and so is Litten. They're like they're super cute. But I honestly thought this generation was extremely lackluster. I thought Popplio and that whole line, the whole circus Pokemon is just a complete abomination to starters. And as much as Incineroar uh, with its hidden ability uh, Intimidate is extremely good for competitive play. I actually think he's a really dumb decision in terms of uh, character design. When you go from a kitten to Tora cat, which looks like your average, you know, real world cat, you know, upon being grown um, from Tora cat to go into Incineroar, like really bothered me like a lot. <laughs> I understand the whole wrestling, you know, motif of that. And then you got Rowlet who turns into the edgy teenager Dartrex to turns into a, a scene Lord Decidueye. Um, very very interesting decisions there and it kind of sucked uh if you guys didn't know and if you're just casual players and you never play competitive uh, decidui is actually absolute trash and it's uh it's very sad because i thought that they put a, a lot of really good effort into decidui in terms of his design and then his um his secret move is like shadow shot or something like that like that but it's actually cool for his typing he's the first gr- ghost grass type pokemon uh starter and i thought that was pretty sick and then we have Litten as the first uh, dark fire type uh, line. So, well, I guess just Incineroar, that's probably dark. Maybe Torticat. But uh, yeah, I thought they were cool. You know, Darkest Lariat, Lariat uh, is a very cool signature move. I thought that was pretty sick. Um, before we jump into the Pokedex, like Brian, what's your like favorite starter and why? Well, I remember when the starters were revealed and I just, I absolutely love Rowlet. I love the design of him. I thought he was so cool. But it pretty much stops there because every starter in this generation, I don't like the full line. I don't like Poplio at all, any of them. I like Litten, but then same when it evolves. I don't like Tony the Tiger. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like. And then I remember people flipping out about they thought it was going to be another firefighting, and that was like a big thing people were like flipping out about. <laughs> but yeah. it, luckily, it was Fire Dark. I think. 
people would have really, really been pissed if we had another firefighting. Yeah. But yeah, starters, I love Rowlett. Decidueye is just okay to me. Typing's cool, though. Uh, Brandon, what, what was your favorite starter and why before I jump into the Pokedex? Okay. So I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be a little, uh, a little bit of a little defender for, for Gen 7 here and their starters. I'm, you guys made some really good points. I'm really not a fan of any of these Pokemon. They're not my favorites by far. I picked Decidueye, well, Rowlet first because Ghost Grass, really cool, you know, typing for a starter Pokemon. And I also really enjoyed Hoot Hoot and Noctowl in Gen 2. So I think it was kind of a nice little call to that because I always use them on my team whenever I replayed Gold and Silver. Uh, however, uh, Decidueye is based on the uh, Stilt Owl, which is a Hawaiian owl that is now completely extinct. So that explains its ghost type. Uh, a little bit, of, little bit of IRL fun fact. So that kind of justifies it for being the grass type of a Hawaiian-inspired region. Um, Professor Kakui, uh, he, uh, can somebody, Ryan, do you remember his alias? Uh, the he, Royal... The Royal Mass, the Mass Royale, the Mass Royale, Mass Royale. Okay, so the wrestling is obviously a big thing there, and um, Incineroar is based on a a heel, which in the wrestling world, I'm not a huge wrestling fan. I really never liked wrestling, but a heel is like the villain of a wrestling match, and that's where his dark typing comes from, and that's where he gets his kind of grand boys like swagger and like <laughs> i'm evil and i wish people could see this right now i might like post this on instagram <laughs> <laughs> he's like really going <laughs> into it brother wow. uh, yeah. like stone cold steve austin grabbing two beers <sighs> um anyways so yeah like that's their kind of reasoning behind incineroar and um primarina and the whole Popolio line i think honestly was just the entertainment seals and seal lions that you get from like entertainment parks like SeaWorld and things like that. So as much as I don't like these starters, I have to give them credit for like kind of including those little tidbits and information. The the pre-marina line I might be completely incorrect on. Please anybody listening correct me. You're probably you're probably not. I mean it's it's a fair assumption, but I mean like I like how they had these little tidbits of like reference with the starters as much as I do not like them. So yeah, but if you if you yeah. do that with every single Pokemon in the Pokedex brand, and then we'll be here all day saying uh, every Pokemon's great. So basically, in short, my favorite starter was Rowlet. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> no, no. I love like the thought process that goes into creating these Pokemon. Uh, my general statement was that like the designs are still shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. that doesn't. Okay, here we go. Yeah, like the meaning behind it doesn't change anything. Like it's still like they look like shit. I don't I know. I thought Poplio looked so bad when I first saw it. I'm like, Poplio. Poplio looks like he was kicked to the curb and left behind. And then his other two evolution forms look like they're dead crawfish, where they just turned white. So I don't know. I just you know I just wasn't feeling it. You know, with these Pokemon, and I think Incineroar. The problem is, he really does kind of look like Tony the Tiger too much. And I really don't fuck with that. Yeah, I'm saying, uh, you're saying it's not great. It's it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
Uh, I did not know the meaning behind the situation though, and that is fucking sick. Yeah, that was like, like, yeah, that's yeah. super badass. It's I mean, so he's cool. definitely cool in general, but all right, you know that meaning is pretty sick. But there's a ton of Pokemon with dumb designs that you could probably have a meaning for. Like, I'm pretty sure there's probably a sick meaning behind them doing Trubbish, and but it still looks like shit. So I love it, Trubbish. Take that back. No, you don't. If you watch uh, any, if you watch any superhero movie taking place in New York or a version of New York like Gotham City, what do people usually land in? Trash bags. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. It was the Gabagool. Uh, so I want to talk about the Pokedex now and basically like what would be your guys' favorite Pokemon? What is your general thoughts on the entire Pokedex for the low end forms and the new Pokemon they added? Uh, and what is your least favorite Pokemon? So a Pokemon that I actually love above the starters in this generation is actually the Rock Rough Lycanroc line. Uh, not Lycanroc that looks like an edgy teenager, but the regular Lycanroc that looks more like Rock Rough. And then the later, the uh, I think it's the Dawn. The Oh, oh there's a Jesus. All right. Well, that's annoying. Sorry if you guys heard that. I don't know. Did anyone hear that? <laughs> um, I heard I heard a little, little something, something. Okay, cool. Well, it sounds loud to me. So that's why I was like, oh, I hope it's not too loud. Um, yeah, so Lycanroc is sick. I, I love this Pokemon. When I played Ultra Sun and Moon, I actually played with the Rock Ruff uh, that you can get in the beginning. If you search for a like moving grass Rock Ruff or, or no, it was a I think it was a rock rough they give you as a gift but it actually has an elemental um fang move so mine had fire fang um so yeah i use rock rough as my main pokemon actually it wasn't even the whoever i chose as a starter and that's the first time i've ever done that in seven generations of pokemon so when i say i dislike the starters that's when you know it's bad is when i go find another pokemon to start with so uh you know i think the pokedex is actually pretty cool and well designed but the problem is i think like as much as, you know, like Brandon's saying, like there's definitely some sick meanings behind the designs. Uh, I think like 70% of them still suck and just are just terrible to look at. Um, but I, I would just say like my favorite Pokemon overall in this entire generation, believe it or not, it's Rock Ruff. Uh, I just think he's the cutest little thing. And I think a rock dog type is actually pretty cool as well. Something different. Uh, I would probably have to say that my least favorite Pokemon is um, Turtonator. Uh, really? It's, really? it's extremely underwhelming and stupid and pointless and i'm really disappointed because i actually think his design isn't too bad i always i wish his face was like a little bit cooler to look at um but statistically um you know what pokemon's bad when you hate using it in a normal playthrough on a game that's not even hard to play so i, I feel <laughs> like that really is a testament to how shitty this pokemon is um uh, I would say a runner-up real quick before I let someone else go. Two runner-ups, you know, for favorite Pokemon are Toucanon. Um, growing up as a kid, <laughs> I actually loved Toucan birds a shit ton. It had nothing <laughs> to do with Fruit Loops, but for some reason, like even I had a Ty Beanie Baby Toucan. I I had it all. Like I really loved uh, Toucan birds. Um, so it was really cool to get Toucanon. Uh, he's actually a solid Pokemon too. His it, attack stats good. Dude, he's a fucking G. I like yeah. Toucanon. I had one on my team. And then last but not least, before I let you guys go, uh, the female Salazzle. Yeah, if you evolve a female Salandit, you get Salazzle. The male ones don't evolve. Uh, I think Salazzle as a fire poison salamander is actually super badass. And her uh, shiny form is white instead of black. And it's, it's really cool. Uh, Brandon, what is your general thoughts on the Pokedex? And what is your favorite and least favorite Pokemon? 
my god man i mean like i'm seeing some that are like i'm really not a huge fan of it's kind of it's kind of similar with the um you know with the starters like i could see some like the sandy gast and palisand line obviously hawaii has beaches people are going to build sand castles and then a ghostly sand castle i like that spooky shit that's really rad it's really cool um how you how you referenced um rock rough and the lichen rock line and how there's all those different forms they're definitely really cool pokemon you know me i love dogs so that's really good but for the sake of being different dude like probably my favorite pokemon out of this pokedex is gonna have to be like the lysopod he's dope he's super sick for a bug type pokemon i think his design is so badass well, he he's he's his design is complex enough to be Pokemon, but it's still like it reminds me of those isopods that were sitting on that video eating Dorito bags. Like it's yeah. it's <laughs> fucking so cool, dude. Dude, that was a deep fucking cut, <laughs> dude. Right? That's for all my that's for all my older millennials. Uh, I even think his uh, pre-evolution is pretty sick too. I, uh, I forgot his name, but I actually um, like the pre-evolution too. Wimp- Wimpod, which is so funny because Wimpod. it's wimpy, and if you get it below fifty percent, it fucking dips. So you have to like, and you have to run after it in the overworld to catch it. It was just such a, yeah. it was, a, it was a good vibe, man. I don't know. Maybe these games aren't so bad when we talk. Maybe about they it. don't suck that bad. I'm not gonna go back and play. No, them. I'm just Maybe kidding. They, they suck. Bad. No, they suck. <laughs> don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Oh shit. Sorry, I'm just uh, vibing. I was going to say, stop tapping on shit. Um, okay, so uh, what would be your least favorite Pokemon of the Pokedex? What about the stupid flower reef? <laughs> Dude, okay, so that's a lay. That's a lay. Why would I say that's my least favorite? You know what? Oh, fuck. I don't even know. <laughs> because I don't... Because I don't want to... <laughs> Dude, what? fucking Bruxish. Fuck that. <laughs> you got you picked mine. What? What? <laughs> Bruxish, you don't remember that? Oh my god, dude! Oh, uh, I should have chose that one. No wonder why Brian's like, you chose Turtonator. <laughs> I know. I was like, Turtonator. Yeah, like, that was one mine. Of the coolest. I had a bad dude. Bruxish is like the dumbest fucking thing. It's like Bruxish and fucking uh, Basculin can go rotten hell. You know? God, I hate those Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, Bruxish is pretty bad. I was looking. At, I was like, okay, Comfy is kind of like you know, it's a lay. It's thematic. <laughs> um, uh, I was gonna say, um, what's his name? Uh, Minior wasn't really a huge fan of that, but shooting stars, you see a lot of stars. I like the idea of it, you know. I, I let that one slide, yeah. But fuck Bruxish, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that's but, but fuck <laughs> Bruxish and Arceus. Hey, you stop that shit. Uh, well, Brian, what is your what is your general thoughts on the Pokedex and like what is your favorite and then least favorite Pokemon? This was a really tough one. I like stared at this Pokédex for a good 10 minutes <laughs> trying to find a favorite. It, it was really hard. I didn't realize how much of this Pokédex I genuinely <laughs> either don't care about or just I have, have no opinion on. Um, I found two that I liked. I like Vicavolt, even though it evolves from the Magic School Bus Bug. That's cool. Uh, and then also, Brandon said, Gillespiopod is really cool. But he also has that ability, not just Wimpod. So he's hard to yeah, use because of that damn ability. Yeah, I had him on no, my first he's... playthrough, and he's such a badass design and a cool-looking Pokemon, but he is hard to use with that ability. Yeah. And then um, as far as least, least favorites, favorite? as far as least favorites, you already said Bruxious, so I won't say that. But um, I really like Crab Brawler, right? <laughs> and then when it evolves... 
they butcher it. Crabominable, however you say it. That Pokemon yeah, is crab-ominable. ugly. I remember I had Crab Rawler on my team in my first playthrough, and I was like, eh, evolution can't be that bad, even though I'd already seen it. And then I evolved it finally. And then after like a few battles, I'm like, I'm done looking at this piece of shit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 Brian, I'm right there with you. I thought Crab Rawler was such a dopey, like, meme design. And then they went full fucking, like, I can't say it. But yeah, they went full really stupid with Crab Abominable. Like, honestly, I think this Pokemon is truly an abomination. I cannot believe that they thought that was a good idea for its evolution. See, so you'd say yeah. it's abominable. Uh, <laughs> Johnny. Like the snowman. Who invited this guy? Um, yeah, yeah so I think... Uh, if you guys didn't know, because Brandon was talking about Sandy Gas, uh, it's Pokedex entry basically alludes to the to Sandcastle eating kids. If you didn't know, which I love, dude, I love that dark <laughs> shit. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah, eat those fucking kids. <laughs> it tastes like fucking Biscoff. <laughs> it's made out of fucking children. <laughs> we, got, we got Tony the Tiger. We got the Fruit Loops bird. We have Sandcastles that eat kids. Maybe this generation ain't so bad. <laughs> it's not so bad after all oh my god yeah you know it's kind of fun to talk about <laughs> so I, i'm gonna uh, honorable mention dude grandpa dragon is pretty fucking sick grandpa oh my god his name is grandpa as in grandpa dragon Jesus. yes exactly <laughs> oh, dra- oh i remember people thought that was going to be an evolution for never any story when it first came for out Dunsparce? oh yes, yes. wow people i did really not thought that this entire time that it's literally the grandpa dragon grandpa dragon <sighs> you know what i hate is Jupiter, a fucking spider i i had one of those on my team and i loved it though the evolution obviously what's wrong with you um, I, hate the freaking I like it i like how it looks like a mars attacks alien <laughs> uh, <laughs> What is up with all the deep cuts right now? Like, dude, it's so good. Like, there's so many references. I'm gonna, I'm... <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it's so good. Before we move on to like the legendaries and ultra beasts and island guardians, to get your guys' thoughts on those, um, what did you guys think of the pseudo line, the pseudo dragon line for this this generation, Como? And the reason why I ask you is, I think the first one sucks, Jack Omo, oh whatever, Jack me off, and then the middle <laughs> one. Dusha Mo, I think he's actually sick. And then the last one, Kokomo O. <laughs> I just made that up, by the way. I don't even know what this dude you're thinking, is. You're thinking you're looking at a Pokedex where it has Tapu Coco underneath Komo. No, Komo-o. I'm not. No, I'm not. I, what do you guys think of that dragon line though? Because he's actually shit. Like he's really, he? really bad. Yeah. Oh, his speed stats like 60 or something. Like you can nice. beat his ass in heartbeat. Uh, and he's a dragon fighting type. And I don't know about you guys. Um, I know we talked about this with like generation three and five in, in terms of like having starters that are fire fighting, you know, with generation three, four and five, but I'm just sick of fighting times. I don't know. Like they're so boring. <laughs> I mean, what do you get? What do you guys think of that? That, that line of, um, you know, for your, our pseudo, the names, uh, the names piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the names. <laughs> yeah. Como. I feel that, like I'm- that, well, his name is actually Como. What do you guys think of him? No, like, uh, you can go ahead, he's Frank. pretty lackluster when it comes to like pseudo legend or yeah pseudo legends no, I, you know i'm gonna 100 agree with you i i like jang because it's design looks Jang-mo, very thank you jang yeah jang design like 
it's very it dude it's straight up adorable like it looks kind of like a like a baby dinosaur which i'm all about yeah like, that's super sick i remember getting some promo cards i went to a kmart when kmarts were still a thing specifically to get the promo <sighs> of jang mo because i love that little shit a, so much i think it's a cut into the cut and um when it comes down to like the actual pseudo line, like I'm looking at it right now, it's, I mean, it's very, I don't know. I understand what they were trying to go for, but in general, like if you take off the adornments of its scales, it looks very generic looking, but those scales canonically are play into its abilities and its abilities could potentially be uh, pretty meta dependent. Like, bulletproof and soundproof soundproof like bomb and uh <laughs> ball moves what did I say? i'm sorry soundproof but it's like it's the tone of your voice the way you said it. I'm, like, I'm also like I, I i could use some i could use a water break because my last a little dry this is my tie it's getting to me but uh soundproof yeah. i mean soundproof and <laughs> and um bulletproof you know it's got those scales it's i can see how it makes sense but i'm just not well, I was just thinking about the last episode. Sorry to interrupt, but it's like, dude, last episode you said Jinglish. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Anyways, Rand, I'm sorry. I'm ahead. getting the so holiday he... spirit of my of my jingle bells. All that. So yeah, he could be meta dependent based off uh, soundproof and what else? And bulletproof. So bulletproof is um, ball and bomb moves. It's immune to those. So like seed bomb. Um, um, I don't fucking know. And soundproof is like sound based moves. Like, um, I don't know. Hyper voice. I don't know. It makes sense, but also it kind of sucks. Yeah, no, it sucks. Let's just. I'm tired. I'm I'm so tired from defending this generation. You guys go ahead. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Brian, did you even touch on it? No, I think it just. I mean, if you have anything. I'll make it short and sweet. I'll just quote Jay Sherman and say it stinks. All right. So oh, we're going <laughs> to move on to the Island Guardian. So it's Tapu Fini, Tapu Coco, Tapu Lele, Tapu Bulu, and they all suck. What do you guys think? Dude, I hate these things. I've never liked any of these stupid Tapus. Every time I see them in the game <laughs> or in the cards, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I, well, I think it's not as bad as the genies, at least, but. <laughs> oh. That's not saying something. What? No, the dude, that's Sarah. The, the genies Therian... are... we're not talking about the genies the tapu suck <laughs> no, no hold on hold on the therian forms of the genies are way better than the regular forms and then these fucking things even their other forms the face is so out of place and they look derpy as hell all right all right, all right. like let me get my freaking eagle with a goofy ass genie face cool that's hey, great hey man dude. i'll have you know catching him in pokemon dream radar was fucking dope, okay? How dare you shit on his... I'll have you know, I didn't catch him ever because they're stupid. (laughs) That eagle has such a fucking chiseled jaw, man. It's insane. Now I'm just... Now I'm just insecure. I'm just Uh, salty over those genies, sorry. I know, it really... That's shit. That's like a deep, deep wound for you, man. You never really got over that. Uh, I know what to get you for Christmas. Uh, (laughs) Brandon... What is uh what is your opinion on the island guardians? Because obviously the meaning behind them, which we're not gonna let you get into a five minute fucking don't, spiel. Don't let me get into the lore shit. We we understand that the lore and the meaning behind them is probably you know amazing, you know, because Hawaii is such a beautiful place and they definitely wanted to celebrate that culture. But taking that aside, in terms of purely like the designs of the Pokemon, I mean, what what are your thoughts? I thought Tapu Coco was pretty sick. Uh, yeah, he's all what, right. 
but in terms of like the, the designs it fits they're very you know fairy inspired you know tapu bulu being grass and buff and like a bull the fact that he doesn't have legs makes him <laughs> nice. makes him comically like you know still pretty cute Dumb. so oh. yeah I won't lie I mean, to you. When I was like cute, but like intimidating enough. But then you look down, and you realize he doesn't have any fucking legs, and you're like, dude, this guy <laughs> is flying off sheer. Like, don't <laughs> fucking come into this forest. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> it was pretty dope. So you know what? Tapu Bulu. You changed my mind. I love him now. <laughs> I like the genies more. <laughs> <laughs> OG or Therian? Hold the fuck up now. OG or Therian? Therian for sure. OG sucks. OG sucks. Yeah. Uh. So, anything else in the Island Guardians before we move on to the other worst topic, uh, Ultra Beast? Uh, <laughs> I think, all right, I think Brian, that's case don't all speak at once. I've talked about the top who's enough for today. All right. So, oh, wait, I just want to say one more oh, thing. Oh, you mother. Oh, they fucking suck. Anyways, <laughs> so we're going to move on to the Ultra Beast, and that is uh, Cartana, Nihilego, Buzzwool, uh, Cella Stelia. Um, Electrical Wire and uh, Ugly Bug, um, Guzzlord, Necrozma, and then technically Typnol and his evolution, because um, that's how they're created from the Ultra Wormholes. You're um, also missing an evolution line. You're actually missing several. What are you talking about? Poipole, Naganadel, Stekateka, and Blacephalon. Oh, that's right. Oh, those are from Ultra Sun and Moon. So, yeah, I'm not looking at the right. Oh, my God. And then there's Ultra Necrozma, Dawn Wings, and Duskman Necrozma. You schooling us. So basically, all the ones Brandon just said are really badass, but all the ones I said are pretty stupid. Oh, from Sun and Moon base, they're terrible. But when Ultra Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, the best things they offered was the additional uh, fucking Ultra Beast. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, Brian, what were your thoughts like when you saw these Pokemon and obviously the ones uh, Brandon said, which is Poipole? Um, what is the other brand? Uh, Dawn Wings, Necrozma, uh, Dusk Wings, Necrozma, and then Ultra Necrozma, and uh, then uh, Dusk Main Necrozma. Dusk Main. Now, I remember when the Ultra Bees were first announced, I thought it was an interesting concept. Uh, what was the first ones that were announced? The jellyfish ones, and uh, so Nihilego, the jellyfish, a Buzzwool, the buff, stupid bug, Kartana, the dumb katana Pokemon, Celestilia, dumb, uh, Necrozma. And then um, the electrical plug-in wire. Oh, yeah. Zirk- I remember all those. But like, when they were first announced. Circuitry. Yeah. Yeah. You. When they were first announced, like what were shown, I remember jellyfishing. They didn't show them all at once. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they did not. Jellyfishing. Did they? I was pissed when they were first announced. No, they didn't show them all at the same time. No, I mean, it's an interesting concept, but all of them are kind of just funky to me. So I never really used them or cared much about them i just like the concept but yeah the ones in ultra sun and ultra moon are pretty cool like the building with legs or the fortress (laughs) i liked all the theories that it was tied to unknown somehow that wasn't true because like the eyes on it look like unknown i thought that was cool concept i wish that would have been true but whatever yeah uh brandon what were your thoughts on like the ultra beast you know i feel like it was mainly like a a play on uh, legendary Pokemon, you know, it's <laughs> it reminds me of the interview, it's same but different. <laughs> so, I mean, because. you get the beat, 
<laughs> the beat, you know, the beast balls and everything like that. Um, I thought they were okay. I'm think of it like ancient aliens, but in the Pokemon world. That's basically it. Not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and like maybe seeing uh, you know, UFO activity above like some of the Hawaiian Islands. They mistake it and then put that four in there. But the first batch of of Ultra Beasts, I was not really blown away by. So, yeah, I hear you. Um, I I really wasn't either. I um, the Ganadel was cool, but like we just discussed and you revealed to us because I forgot um, that was Ultra Sun and Moon. Uh, Naganadel is super dope. It's a poison dragon type. It's so uh, sick, dude. And he was really good in the TCG. Like there, he had a GX. Yeah, and a, yeah, and a normal. yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you remember <laughs> that shit? We. <laughs> I fucking hated that era. I, dude, I, don't I fucking love that deck. It was so much no, fun. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, let me use my B string. I'm like, yeah. Let me be a bitch too. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> don't be salty, Ryan. Yeah, okay. super salty. I know. I can't help it. Until the fucking septile deck came out, and I was able to kind of stay in there for a little bit. Um. Yeah, you know, I think the Ultra Beast when they were announced was super lame, and I actually didn't enjoy them in Sun and Moon. Um, Ultra Sun and Moon, as much as I do credit these games as being the worst in the entire franchise, in my opinion, um, they did actually shed some light on these Ultra Beasts. So if you go through one of the Ultra Wormholes, you actually go to a world that Guzzlord ate. It's literally a destroyed world where he ate everyone and everything in it. So there is some more seriously creepy tones to these Pokemon. Um, I actually think uh, Dusk Main Necrozma and Dawn Wings Necrozma are pretty cool. Like, I actually enjoyed yeah. them. Uh, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Uh, as you guys heard in Generation 5, you know, I'm, I do like the, the Kiram's. So this kind of stuff, if they do it right, I'm all about. Uh, and then you have Ultra Necrozma, which was like the embodiment of light. It was actually pretty badass. That was uh, it was such a dope comparison to like regular Necrozma, which was like, you know darkness and, and, and shards of light and then ultra necrozma just being pure light is pretty dope do you guys remember fighting him at all in the games did you even play the games that far i didn't play ultra i didn't play I, ultra sun and moon that i didn't far. play ultra sun and ultra moon but i remember when it leaked just people like losing their fucking mind over it like because it's cool yeah. it's badass like yeah well, i wish i got to experience it but being the only one who played it you actually do go to like the people who um, study the ultra wormholes like you go to their their universe i guess is what you'd call it and you actually fight ultra necrozma and i think i'm not gonna say it is the hardest but it actually is one of the toughest legendary fights or you know um well i think ultra necrozma can be legendary right or is he still just an ultra beast because he that's a I tough th- one right i think ultra because Nec- i know regular necrozma is like said to be uh still reminiscent of ultra beasts uh okay um but i think it's just uh well either way you fight him you fight him like a legendary fight you know he's literally sitting yeah put your hands up um you literally fight him and he's actually super tough he's he's very strong and i was totally caught off guard my first fight i still won but like barely I, I was really impressed with how tough he is um so while the ultra beasts kind of were lackluster in sun and moon i actually thought ultra sun and moon looking back at it now um 
you know, they, they did a good job improving them because once you beat the Pokemon, well, you have to capture Necrozma too before you do the Pokemon League. They changed the story there. Um, they they did a good job because right after you beat the Pokemon League and you do the whole Necrozma and that Ultra Wormhole storyline, um, you find the rest of them in the wild. And so it's kind of cool. Um, but I want to I want to talk to you guys about the legendaries. So we got Solgaleo and Lunala, but you actually have Cosmog and Cosmo or Cos. Cosmo Ohm or whatever. Cosmo what you, Yeah, thank you. What well, did you guys think of like the legendaries, you know, having an evolutionary line? What was your opinion on that, Brandon? I think that was pretty dope. I mean, it's obviously something new, something different, which we've kind of seen this generation wanting to do something new and something different, like Axe gym leaders, you know, kind of break away from the norm. So I thought that was really, I thought that was really cool. I mean, you knew, you knew what your inevitable out, inevitable outcome was going to be with the box legendaries. So I thought that was a um, neat little touch. Yeah. You know, what and I, bring? oh, sorry. Well, no, go ahead. Finish. I thought, I no. thought you were done. I was like solid pause. I was like, all right, but let's move up. Oh no, my pause was meant to be solid. It was, it was about another point, but I'll bring it up later. It's fine. Okay. Brian, Brian what'd you think? Um, I'm pretty much the opposite. I I knew at some point we were going to get a legendary that had an evolutionary line, but I just, I don't know. I don't like that. There's a legendary with an evolution line. I always feel like legendary should actually be one-offs or the evolution line should be more thought out. This one felt a little weird to me. I don't know. I, I can't tell you why, but I don't like that. It's an evolution line on this legendary. I hear where you're coming from, especially because, they can evolve into either whichever game you have, box art, legendary, and that's weird as shit to me. Super weird. But could you imagine a world where we have a fucking Groudon baby, a middle oh into Groudon? Just saying. We had no, a, that terrifies cool. me. We, we already know I hate baby Pokemon. Why are you doing this to me? We had a Lugia Dude, baby in the anime. Yeah, we have baby Lugia in the anime. That's true. That's Those true. Adorable as fuck. Dude, could you imagine a baby Ho-Oh? It's we already a... had a baby Nido Queen in the anime, and that made no damn sense at all. Do you remember that? Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. It was a that baby was, uh... Nido Queen. It, it made no, no I sense. That's, I watched it. That's the Pokemon <laughs> world equivalent of Teen Mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so one of the things you can do in the games is the island trials and it's not really something you can do you have to do so i want to jump into we'll just kind of combine them is the region itself the island trials and the island leaders and like what you guys thought about that i think the region's cool for what it is obviously it's hawaii and i think they did a pretty good job of representing it i thought the trials were fun and the island leaders but i was very happy for them to go back to the formula with gym leaders in gen 8 uh, Brian, what are, you, what are your thoughts on all of that? Okay, I'm sorry for sounding so negative about Gen 7, but I remember when hearing about the island trials, and I'm like, cool, they're doing something new, something than just gym battle, gym battle, gym battle. Um, and then I got to play, and you pretty much do a little, not mini game, but little task, or you do something, and then you do a battle. It's the same thing. So, I don't know. I, it, it wasn't big of enough change for me. It was pretty much gym battles with a coat of paint on it yeah and i would like to remind you good sir that this podcast exists so you can be negative we're not here to sugarcoat shit if it sucks it fucking sucks so okay cool. say it. yeah I'm you're more up. than yeah go ahead Brent. 
and I'm sorry, I'm just saying, like, I know it seems like we, we kind of pre prefacing this episode, we were kind of like, oh, this is going to be like kind of rough. Like, I'm remembering a lot of kind of good things about Gen 7, which is kind of uncommon. It's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. That we I, I do talking have about good it. memories with this game, and I think there are good things to it, but I think there's a lot of bad things too. <laughs> still, fucking, still kind of. Sucks. Oh, don't worry. Like, don't worry. Brandon's memories are serving him well. But if he was actually sit there and play the game, I, I would put oh. money on it right now. He will not enjoy it. I like I said, I wish Ultra Sun and Moon I could get my money back for because the yeah, two and a half them. hours of Team Rainbow Rocket was not enough for a fucking six forty dollar price tag. I'd put I'd play Blue over again. <laughs> yes. What? 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 What was that? I'd play blue over again on the Game Boy Color before I'd play. Ultra I think Sun it was Man. more so the line delivery that just like yeah, you like really paused there. Oh, You're I like, I, I, I play I blue. I play blue. <laughs> I I play I blue. I think I just had I a little like aneurysm. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I like turtles. <laughs> but yeah, no, like there's fond memories. Shit on it, please. Let's do it. Yeah, so Brian or Brandon, you're up. You know, like, what do you think of like the region and the island trials and the leaders as a whole? Like, what do you think of those uh, three things? You know, I think Brian made a really good point. It's literally gym battles, but with a different on, island. on it. Yeah, it's, it's on a whole. The whole island is the gym. <laughs> I think Brian actually makes a very good point. I never really considered it to be like that, but yeah, it really is just a gym outside. Like yeah. you're still doing the same task that they would have you do inside a gym. So. Especially with that's uh, very disappointing. Yeah, especially with like a lot of like the newer generations up until seven. Like there was always like that theme or like mini uh, mechanic inside the gym, teleporting, etc. Uh, spiderweb maze and all that shit. Uh, guessing, guessing the floor tiles with Flannery and Hoenn. Like, oh yeah, it was kind of it was kind of setting up for it. But yeah, I wasn't. No, the, the little mini games they threw into it. I can't well, keep getting away with this. I, I will say the totem, the totem <laughs> Pokemon were, were fucking mean, dude. They were crazy. They were kind of dumb too. Those were cool. Like... I mean, it was just a it was just a gym battle. Coat of paint. I mean, yeah, it was cool having one in the middle that's bigger and has a glow around it. Rad, dude. Let me kick your ass and get my badge. <laughs> and your and your crystal. <laughs> Which yeah, my Z crystal, we, so I can do it. We haven't got to that yet. Don't worry, I didn't forget. Don't worry, I didn't forget because that's where the Charizard conversation comes in. Don't worry, I'll hold my. What I'm gonna say? Eric, Eric's hold tired of hearing about Charizard, and I'm gonna make sure that he goes into every episode, no matter what. Um, you know, that's the that's the whole point of like doing this podcast. That I think is fun for anyone who listens, but it's it's fun for us too, being the ones talking about it. Is it's to look back at these games, not necessarily talk about them as if we just got done playing them and we know, and we know nothing about the future. We're living in the future, right? And I think Generation Eight, as much as people don't like it, it finally did gym battles the way I've, I wish they were this entire time of the franchise. Having being a kid watching the show, and to see how um, uh, cinematic, essentially, that the gym battles were in the show. Well, we finally got that in Gen Eight. And so when you see what we get in Gen 8 and you kind of look back at the island trials, you're like, well, that was fucking stupid. And that's really how I feel. <laughs> so <laughs> um, don't worry. It's it's when you talk about this, it's looking back at it. And if it doesn't hold up in your opinion, then, you know, that's fine. It's it, not everything does. You know, I look at the Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition and it's a giant pile of shit. You know, Rockstar is greedy and they suck. So fuck you, Rockstar. Anyways, 
Um, I was going to talk about the wormhole mini game to capture old legendaries and shiny hunt, but uh, considering I'm the only one who's played ultra sun and moon uh, to that extent and pretty much at all, all I'll say is that it's really fun. And then if you do decide to play these games, uh, check it out, but it's also kind of dumb too. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, because I realized as I was talking everybody that uh, Pokemon Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond come out next week, or I'm sorry, uh, this Friday, as if you're listening to this episode of its... Um, Wait, they're remaking Gen 4? I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, the Romana's Park is basically the replacement for the wormholes, so definitely don't go back and play Ultra Sun and Moon. The games suck cock. Um, <laughs> so, anyways... Slaying <laughs> it all out on the table. Yeah, I'll probably bleep that out. I'm just kidding, it's staying in. No, um, I'm keep it in. I do want to move on to something that, once again, I only played, but you guys definitely know about. And it does suck that you didn't play it because I think you guys would have enjoyed it for what it is. But it is Team Rainbow Rocket. So they're back in the game. I don't even remember the reason why they're there, to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) Because it's Rocket. Because it's Gen 1. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Got to figure it out. (laughs) I've I've cracked Um, the code, guys. I, I remember too that like where you go to their mansion that's like the size of a pixel in every other game because um, <laughs> you know Pokemon has a terrible job at displaying the scope and scale of a, a structure um, <laughs> it, it was it's not even like a part of the regular map I don't even know where it is but the quote-unquote storyline that they actually do kind of show like a quest on your screen it's called Team Rainbow Rocket and actually like pops up on the screen I thought that was cool uh, it only takes two and a half hours to beat But the idea behind Team Rainbow Rocket is that these team leaders got taken through the wormholes. And from the universe that they got taken from is actually where their plan succeeded. So Maxi actually does have Groudon and he did take over the world. It is actually something that happened. Or Archie has Kyogre. And the Team Galactic guys have Diamond or um, Diamond. Fucking Dialga and and, uh, Palkia. Perkia. (laughs) Yeah. And they actually have those Pokemon against you too when you fight them. Um, but that's the thing. So they have the typical tiles from Gen 1 that spin you around, Gen 1 and 2, that spin you around. You fight Team Rocket Grunts, and you fight every single leader, and then Giovanni, and that's it. That There's no other reason for it to exist. Um, it was literally fan favor, which I really appreciate, but nothing becomes of it. Like You, you said know, it's about two and a half hours long? Yeah, I think... To beat everyone, I think it took me that long. Sounds like 15 minutes of fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding, um, kidding. No, no, you're not kidding. It, it actually sucks. Like, well, I, I haven't know. played it, so I can't judge that. That's true. Well, I played it, yeah. and I think it sucks. So there you go. Um, it was like, it was really cool, but I remember beating that and going, oh, that's it? So, yeah. What now? What so the there? next... The next thing I want to talk about that you guys might have actually got to in the first games, uh, something that I don't have in our notes, but it's going to be very quick. Um, it's actually the battle tree. So it's the games, quote unquote, like, you know, battle, uh, battle island. What is it fucking called? Battle frontier type thing. Battle yes. frontier. Yeah. But it's just called the battle tree where you can actually get certain moves. But the one thing that was really cool that came out of this is this is the first time you see red and blue since like the original games and they're actually grown up in this so it's kind of crazy since gold uh, and, and silver then, right what since gold and silver right what oh they? yes thank you yeah oh, right sorry. Oh, actually well it's technically since gen 5 if you did the world tournament. oh you're right you're right you're right so assuming you did the world tournament 
Uh, this is the first time you've seen their characters, but they're actually grown up in this. And if you do the battle tree, you do end up fighting them. And it's pretty cool because they actually use their mega evolutions on certain Pokemon, uh, depending on who they have. And uh, that's the extent of it. Other than that, honestly, battle tree pretty much sucks. Um, so, you're, yeah, I, so you're telling me they put red and blue in the game and used their mega evolutions, but didn't have the audacity to fucking put mega evolutions in this game. They're in the game. Mega evolutions? Wait, yeah. You might, might be in Gen 7. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a there's a shop in one of the towns where you can actually go buy the primal Groudon and Kyogre orbs. You can buy the Grisius orb to turn uh, Giratina into his uh, origin form. You know yeah, what? Get... You're right. Okay, I apologize. I, I was... do remember now. Actually. I don't remember that. Yeah, you didn't play these games as much as you think I... you did, sir. I played because <laughs> I played regular Sun a lot, but Ultra. Well, no, they're in regular Sun too, like the same thing I'm talking about. And you remember the megas um, in there? Selective memory. The the yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, it wasn't a good generation. I you know I keep saying that. You take uh, that. <laughs> uh, the other thing that Pretty came much. out with Ultra Sun and Moon though was Ash Greninja from the TV show, and that was actually pretty fucking sick. But it's that's dope. the extent of that. I don't even have them on Pokemon Home. Um, but yeah, I just want to talk about the battle tree real quick because it's still something that's a part of the game, and it was very lackluster in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Something that was brought up earlier briefly by uh, Brian and then a little bit by Brandon is the addition of Z moves. So they were Z crystals. Um, so they they were based off the Pokemon's typing, or I'm sorry, well, Pokemon typing. So fire, water, grass, all that stuff. And they allowed um, the Pokemon, any Pokemon, could be a starter Pokemon to legendary, can use their uh, Z move for an elemental attack based off the Z crystal. Uh, in my opinion... I wish this was still in the games. I actually really, really enjoyed this shit. I thought it was dope as hell. Um, it to me, it added a lot more like diversity to the Pokemon you use. Yeah. So, like, let's say you have a mid evolution, uh, and he can use the fucking fire Z attack. It, it looks cool. I don't know. Like, it, it made them feel special. It made it made every Pokemon feel special in their own way, and I really enjoyed it. So when you have a fucking Charizard doing a Z move, it just looks sick, bro. Sick. There you go, Eric. There's a Charizard reference for you. Um, but Brian, like, what were your thoughts on Z moves? Um, I thought they were cool. I thought the animations were really nice. The only one I genuinely can remember is Pulverizing Pancake because the animation of Snorlax doing <laughs> that lives yes. in my head free. It lives in my head red rent free. Just seeing him wake up and like do a somersault and jump and run. It's intense. That's my memories yeah. with Z moves. I know there's probably a lot of other good ones out there. They are cool. I have no issues with them. Pulverizing pancake is my shit. <laughs> I did. I did forget as I was discussing it right now uh, that you know a ton of Pokemon had uh, you know their own Z crystals tied to them. Oh yeah, there was a ton of them. Uh, Brandon, what were your thoughts on Z crystals? <sighs> you know, coming off of Mega Evolutions, I wasn't really a huge fan of them. Uh, but well, yeah, it's not a good. It's not a good. Yeah, no, no, it's not a good replacement. Um, but you did make a good point. Any Pokemon can use them. So you had your comedic ones like Snorlax's Pulverizing Pancake, which was fucking hilarious. And I remember that card uh, leading up to the release of the game. It was really fun. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, like exactly that, Mega Evolution was so selective with a preset number of Pokemon that can actually use those Mega Evolutions, but. You know, Z moves were very universal, which provided utility for Pokemon that, you know, you may have favored over their final forms. So, so I thought that was pretty cool. 
from it. And plus it was pretty, it was pretty surprising. You know, you never knew, like if you see a scissor on a team, you're like, Oh yeah, that's probably a mega, you know, but yeah. if you see it, if you see a, a Pikachu on my team, you're like, Oh, the fuck he likes Pikachu. And the next thing you know, he like launches a thunderstorm from the sky and obliterates your Pokemon. So it has its merit. Yeah. The other, uh, Z crystal that was pretty cool was for Eevee and it shows all the evolutions next to it as it does That's its right. attack or it boosts its stats actually yeah that was a good um, one another one was Lycanroc I thought his was super sick uh, but yeah so uh, Mew by the way is also sick but uh, I think it was a very cool concept um, I wouldn't mind if they were to kind of expand on it in the future uh, but the next thing I want to talk about is like the Pokemon League uh in the alone region they haven't had a pokemon league they're actually building it during your playthrough as you complete the elite four you fight uh professor kakui and then you once you beat him you actually become the first ever pokemon champion for this region and you can actually sit on your throne and then later in ultra sun and moon they actually had people that would come and challenge you every week and uh what did you guys think of that concept I thought it was cool that the final person you fight is the professor. That's cool. That's interesting. But otherwise, I don't have... Yeah, the that you sit on the throne, that's pretty cool, too. I vaguely remember that. Otherwise, I don't remember a lot about the... Not League, but whatever you call it. I don't remember too much about it. All right, Brandon. <laughs> what, Sorry. What you, <laughs> Sorry. What do you think of the Pokemon League and just the idea that, you know, you become the first champion? And- I can tell you that that shit's... No, I'm just kidding. That shit was really <laughs> cool, actually, because it, it gave you that agency of, you know, every game you you go and you fight the predecessor and you see this is what the hot shit was and you're going to see if you can can change that or not. But here you get to the end and you are that hot shit you're that champion and then you have to defend your title on ultra sun and ultra moon i thought that aspect was really cool yeah it's just something different that i appreciated talk about things that they added in this game and then are like eh, i don't know if they really needed to do that um mm-hmm. i like this idea quite a bit um it's still cool to go back to formula with Janate. <clears throat> uh but speaking of things they added and i actually appreciated in ultra sun and moon if you guys didn't know you can actually change the way you throw your pokeball and so there's a way to actually make it so you throw your Pokeball just like Giovanni does, a slow underhand throw. And I thought that was so badass, and I hope it comes back. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't play Ultra Sun and Moon. Neither this of you fucking everything. I go play Ultra Sun and Moon now. I mean, no, it's like really badass. You completely throw the Pokeball a different way. It's, well, how many it's different so versions do they have? I know you don't know exactly. Uh, I think there's like three or four. It's very that's limited. still pretty cool. I had no idea. But I think that was like one of the things you can do. You have to talk to either uh, Professor Oak's um, cousin or something. But yeah, you can change your the way you toss your Pokeball. And it felt so badass to do that. Especially when you throw like Giovanni. I mean, he's got such a... Like, yeah. There you go. Such there a swagger go. to it, dude. It's so sick. Yeah. The, thank you. The swagger to it was like, it was pretty badass, you know? Um, I really appreciated it. So... <laughs> Just wanted to throw that in there. If uh, whoever listening played the game didn't know that, you can go back and do it. So, um, Friend Plaza. Do you guys remember that at all? All right, we're going to move on to the trading card game. Because <laughs> I'm not going to... I mean, it's a, it's a it had a bunch of mini games. There was a way to uh, EV train your Pokemon there and get extra TMs. 
I think there was also a way to do competitive battling in there. It was a cool concept that sucked. It was basically a social hub where you can add um, stores. It was very weird. It's dumb. I don't remember anything else beyond that. So we're going to talk about the trading card game because, um, well, before we do that, I'm sorry. Is there anything else you guys need to talk about with these games? I feel like we practically covered. I mean, we did a very good job of covering a lot because none of us were really expecting to cover that much. Young Goose sucks. <laughs> oh, that was so fucking topical, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, oh my, my god. god, Young Goose sucks. I remember, he still sucks. Yeah, he's bad. That was like my least favorite rodent from any of the games. early early route Pokemon. That's definitely one of the worst. I can't yeah. think of one. I like. I can't think of anyone that's worse. Mm, I don't know. Don't anyway, so so it looks like we're good. Uh, Bidoof is fucking stupid. Fucking love um, but so I wanted to talk about the TCG. Uh, Brandon, would you like to you know set the stage for the Sun and Moon TCG era? Because there's a a lot to talk about here, dude. I really wish I brought up like all the lists, but. product was accessible um i remember buying a booster box of sun and moon base and pulling the ultra ball the gold ultra ball nice oh man that was so rad um that was like really you know the the first true time we went and played in store competitions pre uh, pre-releases drafts like it was it was such a fun time and even though like it didn't have like my absolute favorite cards like my favorite era of the tcg is the ex series it was still like my, it made my favorite memories and um you know it was definitely a huge memory pulling uh, rainbow charizard out of burning shadows crazy off of off of a draft that i won my final match by spamming sleep powder with shenotic and just tending my opponent to death she gets she gets so upset dude she was so pissed <laughs> Yeah, and out of the last pack of your draft rewards was a, um, it was a rainbow Charizard. It was a rainbow Charizard that was Brian's, and I traded you Brian's shining Mewtwo that I bought off of him for yeah. the Charizard. And then, like a week later, you're like, I don't Shouldn't know if that was that. a good trade. Shouldn't have done that. And then now I don't even have it. Oh, you traded uh, yeah. the shiny Mewtwo? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I bought it, it off. Dropped the ball. Well, uh, yeah. Well, now I made the mistake. Because looking back at all of it, I mean, the shiny me too. I think today's probably. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. <sighs> Wish I still had that first edition shining Steelix I used to have. Ugh. that was the one I had. It's not. It's not. Yeah, uh, sorry guys. Yeah, but I didn't know this conversation. I hate it so much, dude. I hate it so much. Well, if, real for quick, anybody well, listening, we just we had a great collection and we sold it. We had cool cards that people would freak out over. Um, so Shining Mewtwo on eBay right now for a worse condition than when I traded Brandon is $250. So I bought it off oh, Ryan for 80. Yeah, it would have been more. But I mean, that's that's natural though. I mean, it's it's part of the course for, you know, as it ages, it's going to get more expensive. It's just it, how it works. It's really stocks, dude. Like it's the market, it fluctuates. It's It, it evolves, it changes and that's just the way it is. So, yeah. Um. You know, it really was a crazy era, though, Brandon, because, like, I mean, we would go to Top Deck Keep, shout out to them, local card game or local card store or uh, game shop. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we would go there like Wednesday nights after work, fucking play a ton. Uh, We had some great pulls out of the packs. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, evolutions, which I don't understand for the life of me why we didn't go to the pre-release, but whatever. Um, we had great holiday sets though. You had Hidden Fates. You had Dragon's Majesty. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. I think at the time, dude, when Evolutions came out, we went to the pre-event at Toys R Us. We met up there back when Toys R Us was a thing, and we right, honestly dude. had no idea of any shops in the area that did. Oh, we didn't events. Even know. The first one we did was Burning Shadows. Huh. I'm sorry, because Evolutions is fucking X and Y. I'm so stupid. Yeah, Evolutions is that. X and Y. Yeah, no, you are dumb, but it's okay. I still love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, fuck you. Hey, <laughs> that was uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, you are dumb. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, like the, I had no idea. I always wanted to go to a pre-release ever since like we started collecting back in the day, dude. And like we had never found a place that had them, and I found Top Deck Keep. Shout out. Um, and they were like, yeah, dude, come on through. And we came through. Shit was dope. So yeah, it was definitely like a, a heavy playtime, made a lot of decks, made just it was stupid. It was stupid Very good. Stupid. Uh Brian, do you have any memories from this uh TCG era? Oh no, I remember opening a lot of sun and moon packs, but I I don't have as many memories with the newer sets. You that's your guys' expertise, so sorry. <laughs> What you getting? Booster box? I don't know. I was hoping you'd fucking keep the conversation longer so I could do this. Um, <laughs> fucking guy. I just uh, remember. I remember opening a bunch, but I don't remember like what the rares were or anything about like. Sunny. I think. I think that was the first time we had um, rainbow rares. Oh yeah, we had yeah. full arts before. Oh, was it? I think rainbow rares were the first time in G- in Sun and Moon. No way. Cause, oh, that fucking Charmander hey, I went to Toys R Us and got that with you. Yep. And I then Eric that. gave me his, so I still have two till this day. Or did I go with Eric? Well, no, you, you, we were all there together. Okay. Even Cheyenne was there. I mean, where the fuck are all, I only have two Charmanders. Useless fucking family. Anyway, <laughs> I sold mine. I had, a, I had one that was still sealed, and I sold it. What? Anyway, sold it to you, sorry. Like ten bucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking guy dude uh no it was just it was such a cool era you know burning shadows i mean dude charizard gx is just like a sorry to go on a charizard tangent sorry eric but charizard gx oh, yeah. is just a regular card just looks gorgeous and you also have ho gx in that set which i have behind me uh dude there's just there's a lot of beautiful designs in this uh tcg era it really felt like they went all in with this tcg since the ex era for sure like um diamond and pearl and heart gold and soul silver are absolute shit when it comes to the tcg i know people like to blow those sets up but they're dog water they are not good call of legends is like the only good set and it's because the whole secret set is the fucking shiny legendaries all of them are shiny oh shit um yeah so if you ever find those packs are cheap by um you know just there's just so many good memories with this set though like Going to Top Deck Keep and meeting so many like really, really nice, fun people who welcomed me and Brandon into the, you know, the room. Um, you know, me, like it was comical to everyone how much I love Charizard. They probably laughed at me. Uh, they laughed oh, yeah. with me, but um, no matter what, I would try to make every Charizard that released in this era work, whether it's Dragon's Majesty, Team Up, uh, fucking uh, Burning Shadows. But, you know, going to Saturday night drafts or uh, standard Wednesday nights, like we just had some of the best times. And 
this is definitely the generation where the TCG was better than the actual video games. And I, I just really appreciate it. And then like some of the card arts too, like the full arts and then the rainbow arts, you know, like we have Charizard right here. These guys can't see it, but you know, they're just beautiful fucking cards and they just did a really good job. And um, I'm just, I'm more, I know it sucks, Brandon, that we don't have the cards anymore, but I'm more grateful that we actually got to experience something with them yeah. rather than just collect them and then sell them or whatever, you know, like we played the hell out of these cards, man. Nice. I mean, we, there was a lot of hours dumped into these cards and how much we played with them. Uh, Brandon found his, uh, his competitive grounding. I mean, dude, you had some crazy decks and then today, um, you know, GameStop just released the, well, today as we're recording this November 12th, you know, they just released the gold, uh, Pikachu and Zach, uh, tag team GX boxes. So they were released in Japan a, lo- a while ago, but they never released in English. And, uh, Brandon, you know, he got one of those boxes today and, you know, that was a set that he ran, you know, Pika ROM. It's a very good tag team deck. And I'm not gonna lie. Brandon built that deck and he slaughtered my ass. <laughs> the only way I could even keep up with him was tag team Charizard because he hit so hard and it was only one prize card. Uh, but just ultimately this, this generation gave us some of the best memories with TCG. And I'm just like beyond grateful for it. Cause I mean, dude, I, you know, Oh, Brandon, I'd go to your house too every Saturday. If we weren't doing draft, Holy shit. Dude, heard- there were so many times we would just be posted up at my kitchen table. Like just slaying cards, drinking, having a good time, dinner, and just having a good time. Fucking mango cards Dude. for days, man. It was, it was a, it was a really good time. I really missed, and it really brought me back into like the playing aspect of card games, and I really enjoyed it. There's that fucking claw, dude. It all started with that claw. Yeah, and then I pulled it too. Like the first ETV I got, I was like, that's how I know I'm back into this shit. Yeah, so dude, much Charizard um, love. So much Charizard there, love. There really was, dude. Like yeah, you got Reshazard, yeah. uh, Charizard from Dragon's Majesty, Charizard from Burning Shadows, uh, Charizard and Brazen, Charizard and Brazen, and Charizard, Team up Charizard. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, sorry, bro. What do you? Players be hating, but you know what? He's the one that makes all the money. You're welcome. Hey, yo, what can I say? <laughs> Except you're welcome. Yeah, dude. Do you remember like going to your house on Saturday nights and opening up Celestial Storm when that came out? I mean, yes. Celestial Storm was a massive set. And we actually got uh, um, Electro GX, who was a remake of Fire Red and Leaf Green Electrode EX, and also Mr. Mime EX from Fire Red and Leaf Green were remade. I don't know why the fuck they chose those. Could have capitalized on the Kanto Trio, but whatever. Um, it's just, dude, so many damn good sets. Ultra Prism, you know, you got the Lily Full Art, and I think Cynthia was also in that. Cynthia uh, Full Art was in there um had a really most expensive trainers of all time by the way dude yeah she was she was she was pretty pricey she and was a lovely lady a lovely lady and then you have a uh, tapu lele from guardians rising uh one of the yeah, most expensive support cards of all time fucking guardians rising lichen rock dude oh Ooh. my god so good I, I built that deck dude it was it was so fire it was so good yeah yeah so that's why like another reason why i think people should appreciate celebrations more is tapu lele is the the uh, sun and moon representative and i think with with all the reason so yeah pretty cool cards and you have didene pokemon i don't even like and that pokemon came out and it's super useful (laughs) so uh yeah good stuff yeah brian i'm really sad we never played i know our schedules were very different at the time and that's that's the main reason why you weren't into it i think i think i only played the actual card game here and there with you but i do remember opening 
what was it, Crimson Invasion and other ones, Ugh, especially God. Sun and Moon. I remember opening a lot of them, but I could not tell you the set names or what were in that those specific sets. But I did open. There was a little period when I was buying boxes with you a lot. Yeah, yeah, there was. You were, you definitely got involved. Uh, hell, even Eric did. <laughs> Eric, yeah. was, Eric was buying boxes and stuff. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find the uh, the sets right you now. You know. It, and we got kind of like deep into the extra generational love with like a ultra prism. We got a lot of diamond and pearl love. We got a lost thunder, which was Jodo love celestial storm, which was oh, Owen yeah. love. Um, did we have a gen five centric uh, set? In well, dragon's majesty kind of really went to town on like the Kirims and stuff. Oh yeah. And went to town on them. Did I remember, Brandon? I don't know if you remember, but like Dragon's Majesty, I pulled like everything, even the gold Ultra Nocosma, and you didn't pull shit. Talk that about, set fucking like, sucked, dude. I've never seen so much defeat in someone when it came to like TCG sets. Like, I felt it, so fucking bad. When my therapist asked where my depression was on set, I think it was around the same time Dragon's Majesty fucking <laughs> released. Bro, I remember like I picked you up and then like, I don't know where we went, but I think it was like we both got uh, Dragon's Majesty ETBs and I pulled like a couple regular nice cards, but then I pulled like the full art White Kiram GX. And it was, was like, it was yeah. our boy, it was our boy Trevor's birthday. We carpooled. Oh. We went out to, you know. Oh, the sushi, right? The sushi, yeah. Shout sushi bar. Trevor. He never listens to this because he's a douche, but I love him to death. Great guy, dude. It's good to be with him. He's a he's a fucking he's a fucking champ. family. He's just such a good dude. Stolen from his wife the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, as he should be. He was mine for the taking. Um yeah. yeah, we went to his birthday and then we got some cold stones for your for your grandma, and then <laughs> we opened those ETBs and mine was shit. The dice were cool. That's, That's something. Sick. That's all I got, <laughs> and some sleeves from my Nagano Del deck. That was it. Yeah, Man. I had really terrible luck with that set. So bad, like, I, oh god, it was horrible. Really Did bad. you remember what it was like when product was available? The fact that you pulled up to my work with a a Pikachu and Zekrom GX Premium Collection, it was like. It's like in I don't know if you have you guys Brian have you seen uh, children of uh, children of men oh, with yeah, five yeah. Owen and when they see the baby for the first time they're like <laughs> the fuck yeah. that's how I felt when Ryan pulled out this this pulled out the card on box I was like oh, it it is real I won't lie Brandon's face was like completely blown away because awesome. um, I haven't made mention at all about that box coming out this Friday and I already knew that I was going to go there because it was payday. And I was like, oh, yeah, that box is coming out. So I was like, I'm going to get this shit for him for fucking Christmas. Here you go. And he's like, oh, shit. And uh, another deep cut. Fucking Clive Owen, Children of Men. That's a really good movie. It's a really good fucking movie, dude. I like him as an actor. I got a question for you guys that has nothing to do with Pokemon. What do you guys think of Clive Owen's King Arthur? Because I thought it was dope. All right. So, yeah, Pokemon TCG. You know, I I just really love this time period. I think it's amazing. Over here talking about Clive Owen, these dudes. You didn't know he did a King Arthur movie? No, it was cool, but it wasn't as good as like Garfield 2, the Tale of Two Kitties. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's fine, but what the it's f- fine. What are you, what? <laughs> Segway, deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're so off the, we're off the rails, dude. Dude, and then there was a set where they did a full art trainer. So they did like red and then green. Um, they're a little too cartoony for me, but even till this day, they're like super expensive and valuable. 
Um, you know, I, I think that's cool. Um, def, definitely good times, man. Good times. All right. Well, that's it. I have no trivia for Sun and Moon. Uh, you what? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I had like one question. It was like, what what Pokemon has the ability schooling? Dude, just get one on. Or wait, never mind. You just didn't. Do one on the spot. I just did it. I know. That's why I said. <laughs> what was the ability? What Pokemon has the ability schooling? Oh, the fish one. The I can't think of its name. Wishy washy. Okay. Does that count? I, no. I didn't think so. No, because Brandon said it's here. Yeah. I could read his lips. Yeah. He knew what it was. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, a few days after this episode comes out, we finally have the long-awaited Gen 4 remakes, uh, Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. Uh, real quick before we go today, guys, I want to ask you, like, what are you most excited for with these games? As now the hype is kind of building up. You know, we got the trailer recently for the Romanas Park where you can capture um, exclusive Pokemon that you couldn't capture in the mainland. And then you can also capture old school legendaries. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on this? And does it make you more excited? Because me personally, that kind of post-game content where you can catch old school Pokemon, or not even old school, but Pokemon that weren't in the game previously, I'm a sucker for. But what do you guys think? Um, my expectations are, like, really low for this game, but I'm excited. But- <laughs> oh, no, I'm dead serious. And they are. I'm not even going to lie. Would you say that you're cautiously optimistic? <laughs> That's like... Every episode we say that. I know every episode we say that. Uh, Brandon oh, says like, that every time. I'm pretty sure we can um, like clip it somewhere. No, my expectations are really low for this game, but I'm excited. I mean, I'm just excited to play a new Pokemon game. Um, I'm excited for the legendary stuff they're doing. I might try to shiny hunt ho because that's always a shiny. I wanted to shiny hunt, and I always give up. So let's see if I give up this time. Well, I don't think you should, but I am happy to tell you guys, even the starters and the Mew that you get from the mystery gift for free. Um, actually, I'm sorry, the Mew and Jirachi, I think are shiny locked, but the starters, the legendaries, you know, Dialga and Palkia, when you encounter them, they're normally shiny locked, but they are actually not. Uh, nothing is shiny locked in the game. Yeah, they are. In the original Gen 4 games? Yes. I had no idea. Well, well now you know. So... <laughs> Almost nice. nothing is yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Almost nothing is shiny locked. So if there was like ever a time to do it, it would be these games because technically the Pokedex is only 493 Pokemon or something like that. This is the game to do it because when you get that shiny charm, assuming it's going to be in this and you know added into the game. Oh, I should do uh, that. Yeah, the Pokedex is so small that your chances of getting it are better now than ever. Um, but Brandon, what are your thoughts on this game? Like, you know, are you getting more hyped as we get closer to the release date, or are you still kind of just you know cautiously optimistic? I'm uh, optimistic in a very cautious way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. um, I'm getting the more it's getting like the more it's getting to it. I'm really excited because now I'm thinking like I'm not gonna I'm gonna pick it up kind of whatever kind of meh. But as it's getting to like the as as the time of recording, this is the Friday before it comes out, and I'm like, dude, I really wish it was next week, dude. Like I really want it. So, um, so I'm excited because uh, when the pandemic hit, actually a little bit before the pandemic hit, I bought my another copy of Heart Gold, and it was a two for one deal at GameStop. It was before the craziness, and I tried to get a copy of Platinum so I could actually replay Gen Four again because this is before BDSP was announced. I uh, got a fake copy. Long story, um, 
but I tried to play my original diamond again. It wasn't working out. I couldn't hack it. It was too slow. So I'm really excited to go through uh, Sinnoh again because I did enjoy that region. It does have a really special place in my heart. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the the ramen noodle park. Um... <laughs> I got that from. Oh, Austin. it took me a second. I got that from Austin John this morning. That's, no, that's, that's not original. Ramen noodle park. Ramen noodle park instead of what was it? Ramenus. I like Austin John a lot, but that's fucking stupid. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Ramunat, but that's from Magic. So, yeah. um, but the Ramunat Park. Um, I hope that you, can you farm it? Like, can you actually encounter multiple legendaries, or is it just like one and done? So it looks like, besides version exclusives, it's kind of like the Hoopa Rings from Omega uh, Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, where you can pretty much catch everything. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm watch a video fun. after this that will tell me that or not, but yeah man um i think there's a lot to be excited here for i mean it's i'm gonna be excited to customize the pokeballs again so the pokemon have effects when they come out i thought it was just it's such a niche feature but i really appreciate it um i don't know i think there's a lot to be excited for but uh that's really all i got today is there anything else you guys want to say before we uh wrap this up i did just uh, i'm looking forward to reviewing gen 4 soon that and generation 8 one that Ooh. i think will be actually more divisive between the three of us than yeah that'll be cool yeah i'm very excited so thank you brian for being on the show be sure to follow him on instagram at another vinyl page once again that is at another vinyl page on instagram brandon thank you so much for being on the show as well and uh that's it guys we'll see you next week and uh have a good week playing uh halo infinite when it comes out on the 15th just kidding if that doesn't age well i'm gonna be terribly sad but i'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, all right well hey uh Wall Street bets, years. yeah so as you guys are listening to this is the 20th anniversary of xbox and halo so shout out to them and happy anniversary all right that's it bye all right, see you hey. don't forget to plus oh my god <laughs>